0: Welcome to another segment, another broadcast of On The Go with LFHHM. I'm Sister Anne, and today we are joined by uh, this woman of God. Is She's just a great person. She's been saved a long time, and she has so much wisdom. We're, we're just going to go in and share with Sister Sandy Hyatt and she's going to talk about her ministry as a teacher. She is a teacher. That's her ministry, and then give her testimony, too. Welcome, Sister Hyatt. How are you? I'm good, Sister Ann. Good to see you. Good. I'm so glad. Good to see you, too. Now, I tell you, You are you're a joy you're 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 a teacher now you are a teacher and I am too so I mean maybe that's kind of how we can relate so well but I, I will say now you're my big sis you're my big sis in all this. And you have been really, you've been a good, wise woman of God to know. We were sharing a little bit uh, in some of the other broadcasts and testimonies how important it is to have wise women, wise counsel. And people that have been on the battlefield for the Lord for a while to be able to share and encourage other new believers. And really, mm-hmm. it doesn't have much to do with age. Not at all. What it has a lot to do with is how long have you been with Jesus? How, been, how long have you been on the Lord's side? <laughs> how long mm-hmm. have you been saved? And I'm saying how long have you pressed in to get to know your God? that's the main thing huh and you have definitely studied you have been a blessing to the kingdom of god uh you have a wonderful ministry as well in singing you sing and you play the guitar yes that guitar christian music christian guitar music we have had a good time in the lord sharing in that hey brother hollins has joined us good evening to you glad that you joined uh, and not just the singing for you, but you have children. So you've passed on your wisdom and God has blessed to where they have, uh, you have children that are on fire for Jesus too, you and know, they're serving. Yeah, serving the Lord, uh, musicians that have been on fire for the Lord as well. So you just have a great lineage and, and we just thank the Lord for you today, sister Hyatt, can you just give us your testimony? Now, however, what which what whichever one you want to choose? Because you know, we
1: can't tell it all. I can't tell tell it all. <laughs> no matter how hard. That's, I that's try. true. That's true. And and the older we get, the harder it is to narrow it down because our testimony shouldn't be 40 years ago. Okay. Our testimony should be a living testimony. Ooh. So that today, on this day. As I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. I can share with you what God is doing in my life now, not just living in the past. Oh, when I was 20, mm. I got saved. Oh, well, what on. have you been doing for the next 50 years? Yeah. What, what have you done? Yeah,
0: so you our done? testimony
1: only starts when we come to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then as we're growing and he's becoming, you know, a greater part of our lives, he should be uh, more pro. pro-, pro- Preeminent hmm. for others to see yes. than we are, mm-hmm. right? For sure. So when I first became a Christian, I was twenty years old. Mm-hmm. I um, had spent for two years after my my stepmother um, basically showed me the door when I was in high school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I was a, I was a senior in high school. And I um, came home one day after a little tiff with my stepmother and everything I owned, she had packed. It looked like I never lived there. And I was a senior Mm -hmm. and I was not quite sure what I was going to do uh, because I thought I needed to finish school. My plans were to go to college and now I didn't have a place to live. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was God's beginning of winnowing my life. Mm -hmm. And while it was not meant for my good, he meant it for my good.
0: That's right.
1: And so as I found myself with no place to live, I called a couple friends and I stayed with a few people on and off for a few days. And I thought about the argument that I'd had with my stepmom about my dad, you know, being able to Fill out some financial aid information for me, so I mm. could, you know, go ahead and apply for that to go to college. Right, right. And she had come out of the kitchen and said, "Your dad's not helping you. If you don't like it, there's the door." So I did go out in a bit of a huff, and I, um, I went out uh, to the neighbors and asked that I could borrow a phone, and I called my boyfriend. He said things that weren't very kind. I said, don't you come and get me? So mm-hmm. I called my best friend. She came and got me. Um, and uh, as I was staying with these friends, their parents were saying, okay, so we need to find something for her to do because obviously we she can't stay here long range. Now, this was back in 1976. Okay. And uh, I was working at a nursing home, three to 11 when I'd get off school. And so I had that job, but I still didn't have a driver's license. I was Mm. raised in upstate New York and um, I had already failed the test once for not being able to parallel park. So I had a car, um, no license, a job, no way to get there. And uh, so I was in a unique place in my life, Mm -hmm. but I had never heard the gospel. And I was raised as a Catholic. My parents divorced when I was um, very young. I was four when my mother left home mm-hmm. and left my father with um, basically five children without a mom. Oh mm-hmm. And so I, uh, my friend helped me to get set up at the YMCA in downtown Troy, New York. And so for $15 a week, that's where I stayed. I called my high school principal and I said to my high school principal, I, I've been removed from my home I have no way to get to school because it was out in the country. And now I was in the city. And he said, well, you already have enough credits to graduate. So you just come back in June and get your diploma. And so I said, thank you very kindly. And uh, from that point on, um, my life went downhill. Mm -hmm. Because see, sometimes, um, and we live in this kind of, this is the kind of generation we live in. We're all victims. Mm -hmm. And we we love the victimhood because stay right there all right
0: the victim brother kareem jackson chimed in wonderful episode i feared that when i was young i moved out at 17 on my own uh sort of cuz of a stepmom too but my homies were outside and i prepared and i prepared and had an apartment i had a license i had a car they didn't know about now but let's kind of, let's kind of encourage their homeless teenagers. Okay. Because I did not know sis was a homeless teenager or, you know, I'm kind of hearing some of the testimony we've chatted on that, but here's the thing, the homeless teenagers, any homeless teenagers out there, here's the testimony. You can make it. You You can make it. it. You You
1: can can do this. And it's, it's rough. It is rough. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and yes, you'll feel sorry for yourself. But seeking God, Mm -hmm. because he's there, Mm -hmm. because he says, though your mother and father forsake you, Mm. I, the Lord, will lift you up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I knew that there was a God, because when I was smaller, my father took my brother and I put us in a Catholic school. I went to kindergarten in a Catholic school, and I had a fear of God because the nuns gave me the fear of God. Oh, yeah hmm. Yeah. The wraps on the knuckles, the wraps mm-hmm. behind the knees for the talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I didn't know was God's mercy. Oh. And I didn't know God's grace. Yeah. But I did have the fear. And, you know, the scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, It's the
0: beginning of wisdom. Yeah. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And so while I was already in all my pride, ready to move out of that house, I wanted to go on my terms. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go on my terms. Mm-hmm. My terms were there's the door. Uh after I was, you know, uh, out of the house for a couple of days, I thought, you know, I'm just gonna go back home and I'm gonna apologize for whatever I did mm-hmm. that was wrong, even though I didn't do anything wrong. And mm-hmm. I thought, I'll just, you know, I've been getting through the last few years here with the step parent and mm-hmm. you know, dad, and everything yeah. else. There were seven of us in the house. Well, actually, six. My little sister wasn't my youngest sister, wasn't born until I was had already left home. Mm-hmm. We're 20 years different apart from one another. And so when I walked in the door, my father said, you do not come in that door without ringing the doorbell. Mm -hmm. Now, all the apology I had ready to make just Uh flew out Uh the window. Uh And I marched in the kitchen and said, I need my birth certificate so I can prove how old I am so I can get my license, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Ended up instead at the Y taking a bus and going, you know, from the bus to to work. And late at night when the buses stopped at 11, I had to take a taxi. Mm
0: -hmm. So I really
1: couldn't even afford to be living on my own. Mm -hmm. But God was gracious to me. Did I hear a but God? You heard but God. Don't make me jump up out of this chair. yeah. Although I I did not recognize him at that time.
0: He reigns on the unjust as well as the just and it, he's merciful and he's gracious. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying because we don't know him, you know, that's yes. that's considered the unjust. I mean, you know, for those that do know him, you know, we kind of feel, hey, well, that's my daddy. He's going to provide for me. Okay. But he blesses
1: those that don't know him yet. Because look at he is because he is always his hands are outreached reaching for us and his heart. He sees where we are just like Hagar when -hmm. she was sent away and God said to her, I see you. I see Ishmael. I'm going to make him a great nation. Mm -hmm. Well, that is what God was doing in my life. Mm -hmm. I stayed at the Y for a little bit. Uh, It was hard working at that nursing home as a young woman and working with older men and older women. And, you know, God started to deal with my heart about the way those people were treated and about me being able to look at older people and see their needs. So God was always doing something yes. to change my heart, mm-hmm. to not be that self-centered teenager who was going to go out and change the world and, mm-hmm. you know, use all this and get this degree and be that. And and God was saying, well, I got a plan. I got mm-hmm. a plan. Mm-hmm. So he sent a Jewish woman that I had babysat for just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And she happened to see me on a Sunday in a McDonald's with some friends. And she said, Sandy, I have been looking for you. I want you to come and I want you to be a nanny to my children. And you live at the farmhouse and, you know, you take my kids from the bus and take them to the farmhouse, feed them dinner, then walk them down the path to our big house, put them to bed. And then you can have your day till they're off of school after you've put them on the bus in the morning, et cetera. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I can get to college this way. No, that was not to be. Okay. Because the schedule was such that I still didn't have enough money to, to you know make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But God, again, no God. Uh, he sent some friends to me who were from Virginia, who mm-hmm. had been temporarily in New York. Another young woman who was a couple years older than me. She was uh, a basketball coach at the Jewish Community Center. And did I say Jewish Community Center? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Because community, community.
2: We played all
1: together. We loved each other. And this other Catholic woman became the coach and my Jewish friends and I, we um, made some good um, relationships with one another. And every one of us were still seeking God. None of us knew the Lord. And yet the Lord was working in our lives in this way. She invited me to come to Virginia. Brother Kareem says, you can make
0: it and prepare. God is always there. Sister Amen. Sandy, you're telling us Amen. that God is always Amen. there. Go always. ahead. Always. Amen. Mm-hmm.
1: Make make that long story short. Um, my friend came up, uh, went back to Virginia and came back and she said, Sandy, I want you to, you know, go down to Virginia with me for maybe two weeks. and um, and And then, you know, we can have fun down there and then you can go home. And when she asked me that, I said, you know what? I'm going to teach my parents I'm just going to leave. I'm going to move to Virginia. We'll we'll show them, you know, something there and maybe mm-hmm. they'll be sad that I'm gone. Well, they really weren't sad I was gone. They made me go. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I was the self-centered teen and I was going to, you know, make some big difference without them in my life. Mm-hmm. Well, that that uh I walked um that stage that night on June 23rd, 1976. Uh, 1974, got my diploma, then went to Virginia with my friend and a friend she had with her as she had moved back to Virginia. And before we ever left New York, we got into doing some drugs, mm. almost didn't make it to Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, there were several several times that almost didn't stay alive over the next two years, mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was younger, there's, I probably would have shared more, but as I'm older, I Mm -hmm. understand the scripture that talks about not even speaking of those things that are done in darkness. Mm -hmm. So those were hidden things of darkness. And for the next two and a half years of my life, I lived in some darkness Mm -hmm. and I went deeper and deeper away from the fear of God, uh, away from having any family, there were no cell phones back in the day. Mm-hmm. There were weeks and months that, you know, my parents didn't hear from me. Uh, I tried to always let them know where I was. I had m- m- the most impression that they didn't care. Um, but I had a younger sister at home who in her junior year was, uh, so she was two years behind me. So I, as a senior, I graduated. As a junior, she got saved. She, someone had invited her to a camp, See? a church camp in yes. the summer. People invite your friends,
0: keep living Amen. before God, open your mouth and share with them. Don't feel intimidated. Don't think, oh, they're not going to be my friend anymore. Amen. I'm telling you this, you reach out and share the gospel, invite people to come to your church. Uh, good evening, Sister
1: Reza. Good to have you on. Good evening. So your sister gets saved. So my sister got saved. And the only thing she could think of over and over again was praying for her sister, Sandy. Mm -hmm. She kept saying, I don't know if she's going to. uh, She was afraid she was going to get a phone call and hear that that I was no longer alive. Mm -hmm. So she prayed and prayed for me faithfully. Two and a half years after I left home. I. Uh, got so miserable with my lifestyle that I despaired of life Mm. and I took a job. I had worked a job uh, digging ditches, putting in water lines, had a hard hat, steel toed boots back in the day when there weren't women out there barely, you know, flagging traffic, Mm. but it was the only job that I could actually afford to have an apartment and eat more than a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing hard labor. I'm running a jackhammer, um, I'm rowing these water lines and I'm down in a hole one day and I'm thinking, wow, if my friends could see me now. See, cause I left high school, I was the pr- the president of my student council. Mm-hmm. I was the vice president in my junior of the student council. I was a runner up to queen on the prom court and now is in a ditch in Virginia. And in my spare time, I was trying to find ways to buy marijuana. Mm. And uh, I drank regularly. And this is where my life had gone. And I remember down in a hole one day leaning on a shovel saying to God, God, I can't do this for the next 40 or 50 years. If you're there, if you're alive, you have to help me. Well, I was offered the job at Thank you, still at the water department as a watchtower. Um, I I actually helped the water tower, got it filled every night, made sure it wasn't overflowing. there were little you know alarms that would go off and keep me awake and from uh, midnight to eight in the morning. Now I had a par- couple partying friends and one of them, her mother was a Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher. And she was a just a gentle Southern lady. Nothing gentle. like her daughter.
0: Sweet, oh, she was yes, okay. nothing like
1: my friend, her daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, her friend, my friend, her daughter, um, who was very much not living as she was raised to to live,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, very much almost, you know, uh, a, a um, dying of drugs. Mm-hmm had drawn a picture of a man laid back on a Harley Davidson motorcycle with a um, huge uh, nail in his his side of his head with Uh blood dripping down and it frightened me. And I said, God, how can people have that kind of imagination and put uh-huh. it? She was a wonderful artist, uh-huh. but she just was frightening. And, and I went into my room in the apartment and I said, God, this is scaring me. I mean, the, look at how she is. And God said to me, um, she's your friend, Sandy. These people are your friends and you're like them. And I said, I'm not like them. Mm. And this is how we, this is how we deceive ourselves. This Mm -hmm. is how we're, we cannot see who we really are. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's when I really started seeking God. And I heard this woman's mother, I went down on the weekend, her mother fed us dinner and I heard her mother on the phone talking to somebody about a Southern Baptist convention that was gonna be in town there in Norfolk, Virginia in 1976. And I said to her, let's go to that convention. And she said oh i'm not going to that convention all those ladies in their nice dresses and those men in their suits we don't belong there so i said what oh hold on hold on right there now see here's the thing
0: we as christians and saints we are to we should make everyone feel welcome guys I don't care what they look like because we have Mm -hmm. some brothers and sisters. Yes, they have the the dresses on. They have the suits on. But guess what? They didn't always have those dresses and suits. Okay, and don't be fooled by the dresses and suits. OK, because God looks at that heart. Yes, he does. Now, we come into the churches when we get a chance to go back to our church on a regular basis. We put in we put on the, our best. And that's what that's all about. That's not for us to make us think that we're any better than anyone else. So saints of God, we know we, we put it on, but we know what we're putting it on. We're, we're now king's kids. Okay, that's to remind us. And we're coming before the king. That's why those clothes, why we wear our best, our Sunday best. But don't feel intimidated. Anyone that gets needs to know Jesus. Come on. Brother Kareem Mm -hmm. says, yes, come as you are. Come as you are. And I want to just throw this one in here. I have seen God with my own eyes take and clean women up, take and clean men up, renewing their mind, letting them know they don't have to run around and look, uh, look like, uh, you know, the world in the sense of, you know, just having all kinds of crazy things on. I'm not saying don't be creative, but you don't have to Make yourself feel as though you're just so, so down. You're just the dredge of the, of the earth. No, God renews our minds. He cleans us up. He took that demoniac man, cast out the devils. And then that man, he was had demons in him. This demoniac, the story in the word, the new Testament, the man was full of devils. God cast the demons out. The man was running around naked. Okay, you can't get any more vow than that, huh? Naked and had chains on him, was just full of of evil. But then once God came and renewed that mind, cast those devils out that they said the Bible says he sat up clothed and in his right mind. So that's what those clothes represent, (laughs) y'all. look sisterhood go in there whatever not to say that i'm better not to say that women are better you know when, when they have this or that on when they wear this or that i'm i'm not going into clothes i don't preach clothes and sister sandy isn't saying that either but she's saying the testimony of how some people think that those That's clothes right. you know and they feel intimidated don't feel intimidated for those clothes if god is tugging on your heart hallelujah Come as you are. That's why brother cream come as you are. Go ahead, sis.
1: Well, for me, um, I had, I had the clothes of Mm -hmm. the rags and the tags. I had the blue, blue bell bottoms on no shoes. Uh, I had a, a, um, navy blue t-shirt with a pack of cool cigarettes in my pocket. I had Afro because it was the seventies. I had big hoop earrings and I didn't look like those wonderfully dressed ladies. And that's what my friend was saying to me. We will not, we'll be out of place there. And so I thought, that's fine. If you don't want to go, I'm going by myself. Mm -hmm. And so that next morning I worked all night long till eight in the morning. Then I got in my car and I went down to the scope arena with the Southern Baptist convention in town. And I sat there waiting for the doors to open at nine o'clock and I watched people and I thought, oh my friend, she was right. Mm -hmm. They're all dressed nicely. They all kind of glance over at me. I didn't look like them. I didn't look like they thought I would be that kind of person sitting there with them. But when the doors opened, I was the first one just about up there. Mm -hmm. And as the doors open, swung open back towards us, we all stepped back. And one of the little old ladies just in front of me stepped her, her, uh, high heeled shoe right on my bare foot. And now five little ladies turned around and looked at me in their pretty dresses and me in my clothes and said, oh, excuse me. She said, I did not mean to do that. And, and, and I said, that's OK, ma'am. And she said, oh, are you going to this here Baptist convention? And I said, uh, yes, ma'am, I am. And so then she proceeded to tell me there were two places that I could go to the pastor's conference or to the ladies' conference. And she said, Which are you going to go to? And I said, Well, I'm going to the pastor's conference because I wanted those ladies to leave me alone. Mm
2: -hmm. I was going
1: to be tough and say, I'm a New Yorker. You're not going to run me out of here, but I'm not going in there with you ladies in your nice dresses. And so she got me a little name tag and she pointed me towards the door. And as I walked away, she said, I just want you to know that what you're really looking for is Jesus. And Ooh, we're going to be praying for you. Come on, girl, I don't thought, make
0: me jump out of what? this chair. Don't make but me jump. Go. I'm, I'm gone. I'm getting ready to go. I'm getting ready to go up and worship
1: and praise him. Amen. Huh? But I this thought, is. wait, wait. Mm-hmm. I know who Jesus is. Jesus died for sinners. I was taught that as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. But I did not know I'm the sinner he died for. Thank I you, did Jesus. not know because my parents didn't love me. They, I, they didn't know if I was dead or alive. My friends, you know, were there when I had something to share or drink or smoke. But when it came down to it, I didn't have anybody. Mm. And so I went there and I, I went into the pastor's conference and there were some women in there, some pastor's wives were there. And I sat down and I watched people and I noticed no one sat beside me on either side and no yeah. one sat in front of me or behind me. And I knew I was very uncomfortable and I thought, It doesn't matter. I'm
0: staying. That didn't stop you.
1: That did not stop you. Come on. Now, see, don't
0: be intimidated. Look, folks might not always get it right. Christians are not perfect. I'm going to say that and I'm going to blast that around the world. Everybody knows Christians are not perfect. I know it. I'm not perfect. So when they don't get it right, get that love in there when they don't, you know, embrace you and sit next to you or whatever. Don't feel intimidated. Don't say I'm not going back to that church because I don't they don't have no love. No, they they, they probably try to hold on to maybe they wanted to go break out their afro mm-hmm. and wear their bell bottoms mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. come in. But we don't know. Don't feel intimidated she didn't give up. Sister Sandy still, no, she I didn't did give up. She was still looking for Jesus. That woman was right. That sister was right. And
1: Sandy, Sister Sandy went in and she's still looking for her. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead. Tell Amen. Amen. You. So since I worked all night and this pastor's conference was the usual business, mm-hmm.
2: which bores everybody, yeah. yes. I fell
1: asleep. <laughs> so I was sitting up in my chair and I was sleeping and I don't know how long I slept for, but it was about noon when I woke up and I looked around, realized where I was and still no one sat beside me here or there. And I stood up in that big room and I said, this doesn't, this isn't helping me. Nobody here cares either. And I walked out Mm -hmm. and when I got outside, couldn't find my car. So I hadn't eaten, uh, Mm -hmm. since the night before. And I thought, well, I'm going to find my car, but I'm going to get something to eat. And I walked into a McDonald's right there outside that scope arena. And when I walked into the McDonald's I ordered a sandwich and then I sat down with this black girl and she was all by herself. And this place was packed out. There was no place. You couldn't just sit in the corner by yourself because there's mm-hmm. four naval bases there in Norfolk and the Southern Baptist convention was in town. So I sat down and I said, hi, and she never looked up. Mm. And I thought to myself, I said, you know, Lord, if you're there, and I'm sure I didn't say Lord, cause he wasn't my Lord. Mm-hmm. I, I said, you know, God, if yes. you're really there, all right. All right. I'm just wondering if you're really still alive Mm -hmm. because people don't even care about each other anymore. Mm -hmm. People aren't even kind. Mm -hmm. And this girl got up and she walked away and I said, have a nice day. Mm -hmm. And she did not turn around right then. I said, you know, God, I can't take this anymore Mm -hmm. because if you were ever alive, you've got to be dead. There's no kindness. My parents don't care about me. They don't know if I'm dead. They Mm -hmm. they don't know if I'm alive. And I I just can't take it anymore. You got to help me. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, what? You think God's going to come just say, hey, Sandy, we've been wanting to do lunch. Let's have lunch. I thought I'm losing my mind right then. Some five couples uh, were standing at the table just kind of holding their stuff going. There's no place to sit. And I said, well, I'm done. I got up. I said, you can have my seat. And they sat down, and I started to walk away, and still couldn't, because I was under such conviction, and I hated my life, and I, I just I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't be, bear it anymore. God I started was to, with. You. I started to scoot over another young black woman and just scoot her over when a woman reached across and grabbed my arm, and she said, "My name's Phyllis Willis, and this here's my husband Lowell. We've been to that their Baptist convention. Would you sit with us?" And I thought, "Oh my." But I couldn't get her to let go of my arm. So I sat down and I was going to be polite. And uh, when I sat down, she said to me, I said to her, I've been to that Baptist convention, too. And she said, you were? What denomination are you? And I just started to cry because I said, you know, I was raised Roman Catholic, but I haven't been to church in I don't know how many years. And I just started bawling. And then I wanted to figure out how am I going to get out of here? Because I'm making a scene. And I didn't mind making a scene, Miss Ann. You mm, know.
0: Yeah. Because know as you. long as I was in
1: control. But <laughs> okay. if, if I'm not in control of it, I'm not okay with that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in control. And her husband got up and left. And I thought, well, at least he's gone. Well, no, no, no. He was not gone. He went to the car to get his Bible. And he brought that Bible there into McDonald's. And while I was sitting there crying with his wife, he sat down and he opened up that Bible. And I looked around. I thought, he has a Bible in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And now how am I gonna get out of this? Well, Sister Ann, she told me John 3:16. Just John 3.16. I never heard it. I'm sorry. I didn't know mm-hmm. for God so loved the world that he Lord gave his only so begotten son that whosoever mm-hmm. she said that means you whosoever believeth in me should not perish, but have everlasting Mm -hmm. life. And I thought, you know what? I I can't, I can't understand this lady being nice to me, but God doesn't love me. He couldn't love me. And I thought, you know, lady, if you knew me, you'd know I was one of those people. God, God doesn't love. Mm -hmm. And then she went on to the Romans road and she told me how the wages of sin are death. But Mm -hmm. the gift of Jesus Christ is, is eternal life. life. Then she said, you know, we're going to pray for you. And I said, right here, out loud, in McDonald's. And she said, yes. She said, I'm going to pray. And my husband's going to pray. And then I want you to pray. I didn't even know how to pray. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, shall I say the, her- that the Hail Mary or the Our Father? She just started praying. She just started praying. When she prayed, and then her husband prayed. And then I just sat there still crying. And she said, Sandy, would you like me to help you? Mm-hmm. And I said, I just nodded my head. She said, Mm -hmm. just repeat after me. Yes, I just repeated the sinner's prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. And you know what? I got done. Well, actually, when I closed my eyes, I saw the Lord on the cross. And he said to me, I know you're filthy, but I love you. And so when I prayed, I knew I had forgiveness. And when I looked up, and open my eyes the devil said okay what you just did meant nothing and i thought it must not have meant anything because i want to have a cigarette that's the first thing i want to do and i think that's probably not okay okay let me
0: just back up sister sandy just to, just a little smidgen okay so the saints that weren't on their job okay at the convention was tripping mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. they didn't do their job but god mm-hmm. still has a ram in the bush he has people that have not bowed down to bell and i'm not saying folks with sinners all up and i'm not judging that but what i'm saying is is that where some saints or christians won't god when he wants you saved when you have a sincere heart whatever the case may be god is going to chase you he chased her from and sent his children to go and minister to her in the mcdonald's Okay, yes, in the, the McDonald's, in the amen. McDonald's. you know, how when's the last time any of us as saints of God has ministered to anyone anywhere? I'm, I'm gonna challenge you on that, amen. Okay. That's talk, that's what um, I'm talking about. Have okay. a present day testimony.
1: Uh-huh. I don't want to know just what you did 40 years ago. What that's are you right. doing now for Jesus? What's that's been right. happening? And they so, have a, they have two seconds, sister.
0: They have, uh, they have uh, in their crown. They have a star in their crown because of them ministering to you. When they get to heaven, it's gonna be they're gonna be reminded that they took the time to do the job of Jesus and what Jesus Mm -hmm. told us to do—the Great Commission—to go ye therefore into all the and teach and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ for Mm -hmm. folks to be saved, and that's what they did, Sister Sandy. And then she received it. Okay, so where one won't, someone will be the one. I'm gonna be the one. I'm going to be the one to witness. I'm going to do it. Go ahead, sis. Amen.
1: That's right. Some are listening and some are not not hearing. Some are busy about their own business, but this woman, I got to ask her 3 years later. It was 3 years before I saw this woman again. Oh. And uh let me let me back up just a little bit because when I when I prayed that the Lord would save me, the first thing I wanted was that cigarette and I thought this I heard the voice say not what you just did didn't matter because you still want a cigarette. And that woman across the table from me looked at me and she said, now, Satan's gonna tell you that what you just did meant nothing. And I thought, she is reading my she mind. Knew. She already knew Amen. the trick so She knew, and she was gonna tell me right there. And you know, when she told me that, I knew that's what that voice is. That's what these other voices are. And I knew that I had heard when God said to me, I know you're filthy, but I love you. Amen. He had me right there. I I walked out of that McDonald's and I quit drinking. I quit smoking. I quit drugs. My whole life was changed. When I, one of the first things that I did was to be able to call home, tell them I got saved. Uh, It wasn't long after that, that was June of 76. The Lord led me into the service and I, I joined the Navy and I was in boot camp August 20th, 1976, right after I got saved. And wow, did God use my life there. And all the way through. And you asked me, you, you you made a statement just a little bit ago about you know that testimony. You and I were talking before we came on, and I and I'm always saying, um, you know, we should have a testimony right now, a living testimony. We've you you mentioned leaders that people have been looking up to and yet have gone terribly away from the Lord, and now we've got hurting people. Well, here's something Jesus taught me in that McDonald's from that time in that McDonald's. One is not everybody knows about Jesus and I'm gonna go tell everybody I know who doesn't know what just happened to me. Nobody told me to do that, but the Holy Spirit of God said, go share with your roommates. The Holy Spirit of God said, what about all those Navy people you've been partying with? They need to know too. And I was saying, Lord Jesus, how do I do this? And so he began to lead me. And one of the things he showed me is, don't put your eyes on men. Don't put your eyes on your sisters and your brothers. Put your eyes on me. I'm the one who saved you. I'm the one who will always be with you. I'm the one who will lift you up. And when we when we allow others to put us on a pedestal, we're in the wrong place. See and that, this is the generation where we have done that.
0: That that's huge. We want to take and put men and women on the pestle. Uh, that's my pastor. That's my this is, you know. Yes. And yes. really Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. You know, Amen. keep your eye on Christ, you know. And, and that's that's really been a, another thing that we wanted to mention. You are right in that look keep your and of course you're right because Jesus put in your heart to say he already ministered to you to say hey keep your eyes on me Amen. because right. now many have fallen many have fallen and many are falling and many will fall and I'm talking yes. about these these uh powerhouses so say you know oh did you hear brother, so-and-so, sister, so-and-so, they're great and wonderful or whatever. And they build themselves up and, and the church puts them on pedestals. That's too high and they get God's glory. Okay. Yes, and glory. God right. said, look, I'm not going to share my glory with anyone, but the that's truth right. is no one can share. That's right. That's His right. Glory, His glory. That's no right. one can even come close. So yes. the, say, take it, just shoot them on down. Right. That's right. Amen falling they're dying things are coming out of the closet whatever some are some are just straight just straight showing out uh you know as far as even what they believe even what the the gospel of jesus christ is what sin is they're they're just turning towards to appease the world so many of them are so many of them are but in that but in that uh we need to turn around if if you're that pastor that that big guy cuz i i think God, that god's word is going to be shared abroad everywhere and someone's going to come across this if you think you're the one on the pedestal you're the big cheese in charge or whatever check yourself hmm. yes yeah. yes How,
1: just before ahead. uh just before we we got together uh sister ann i have a uh, a young christian who's growing who really wants to you know serve jesus and you know as a teacher um, when you've been given the gift to teach, yes. you know, we have a lot of teachers, um, but they don't have the gift to teach. We have a lot of preachers. Ooh. Somehow they miss that gift to preach. Yeah. When God calls us, however, it doesn't matter where we are or where, our, what our plan is. There's always somebody's putting in front of us to do, to use the gift he's given us yes. to minister to them. Yes. And so I have a young uh, woman, oh, she's probably 35, has two children um, who came to Christ, I think I've known her 17 years uh, now. Um, And just recently, just recently, as she was at a Bible study that I was teaching, I prayed for the ladies in the room that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit, that they would uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit and that they would keep their eyes on Jesus. And I always tell them, I don't want to be fallen. So don't ever put me on pedestal because Jesus will make (laughs) me, make me be where I need to be on that ground so that your eyes will be in the right place. That's right. Come on now, tell it, tell the truth. And so she comes over on Saturdays to to walk. We walk Mm -hmm. together. I'm like, why do you wanna hang with this old lady? because I want wisdom, she says. And so we walk and we talk and we pray and we um, share things, and she shares things that God's doing in her life. That's called mentoring. And that's, you know, people talk about discipleship programs. Churches ought to have discipleship programs. Well, the problem with churches having discipleship programs, is that they have to have people disciplined enough to be a disciple because see discipline and discipleship come hand in hand. And only those who are disciplined by the Lord, you know, his people, because he says, if you're my child, I'm gonna discipline you and keep you right on that road, right? That's why your eyes need to be on him. So when discipline comes in your life, the older saints and the women are told, the older ladies are supposed to be teaching these younger women, right? why aren't they teaching because they' they're not walking yeah, they're not walking, walking. as and they and
0: should I'm just a living a testimony to that I get there's quite a few uh, mothers that I that I see and and for some reason I don't know why some folks just share what they're doing and and I know that well I know why but you know and I have to pray with them I have to pray for them because they're wanting to to do something contrary is what the word says look if we're going to be saved he says if you love me you'll keep my uh, commandments Amen. you know so and they will it, not they be mean,
1: grievous it won't be grievous oh, to do that
0: you love them brother Lance says sounds like the word was falling on good ground so yes Amen. the word was Amen. falling on good ground sister sandy and you Amen. know sister Rita, she's out there say that right yes and, yes. you know, it's all good in that the teaching part is, is that the gifts, whatever gift God has given you, share it. And I say, share it with your family first. huh? Amen. Now, share it with your family first. Don't, don't be trying to go down the street and, and get into someone else's family or try to work. And I, they say, I operate the
1: gifts in, in church and all that. That, that is the word. That is the word. <laughs> yes. And this young woman, I said to her. Listen, your first ministry starts at home. If you can't reach those at home, you're not going to reach the stranger either. Jesus said, where I am, there will my servant be also. Well, Listen, if we're going to serve him, he gives us his heart. The woman who led me to Christ gave me a a little pamphlet, put her name and address on it. I put it in my pocket, had her phone number on it. Three years later, after I had met my husband and had been in the military for almost three years, met my husband, was a Marine. We were moving and I found that little thing. And I said to him, I need to call this lady. This is the lady who led me to Christ. Never saw her from that day. I called her up and I said, is this Phyllis Willis? And she said, Sandy. I said, yes, ma'am, this is Sandy. Sandy. And she said, how are you? I tell people about you all the time. You were the most ripe piece of fruit I have ever seen. You come see me and my husband. And I told Carrie, we were in Virginia. She was from Mount Airy, North Carolina. She said, you drive up here and you see me, you come eat dinner with us. I said, we're coming. I said, Carrie, I have to ask her, why did she stop me in that McDonald's that day? We got up there. She had a nice Southern spread, oh, broccoli and cheese and, you know, chicken. And it was so good. And then I said to her, Phyllis, I just want to ask you a question. When you stopped me at McDonald's, why did you stop me? And she said, do you remember the people who were standing at your table? I said, yes. And she said, you gave them your seat. And she said, you told them when you got up that you were looking for God. And I said, what? She said, yeah. She said, you said, I'm looking for God. And God said to me, you need to talk to that girl. Thank you. And I Jesus. got goosebumps because I don't remember ever saying that. Not that I wouldn't because I'm a New Yorker and I just blab my mouth I, sometimes to a complete stranger. Very bold. Right. But she heard it. Of fruit.
0: Amen. Nice. Amen. And That's she recognized it. She she says, You're the most, one of the most ripe pieces of fruit. Look, ever seen any ripe mm -hmm, pieces of fruit do we see every day? And walk by. And walk by. Uh, Right. There's a tree. And and we
1: walk by them. You know why? But you know why they walk by me? Because I had the afro. And I had the cigarettes and I mm-hmm. had the blue jeans and the no shoes. And I looked like I didn't want that Jesus that they were used to thinking what you really look like when you have him. Mm-hmm. Just like the daughter said, we don't belong there because mm-hmm. we don't look like them. Mm-hmm. That kind of false idea that we give mm-hmm. to the lost mm-hmm. is what we're actually teaching by how we're living. So, you know, not having a current testimony of Christ working in my life makes me a dead, dusty, I need to get off the pew Christian. Oh, and boy. getting off the pew Christian is something that only the Lord Jesus can do by me allowing him to continue to have his place in my heart. You, so God. my eyes can't be on you, Sister Ann. No, no, no. Your no. eyes can't be on
0: Look, me. No, no. I, po- I point you to Jesus. As, as, uh, he's, he's my everything. Amen. Look, mm-hmm. he's our everything. He mm-hmm. is the reason why. Sister, mm-hmm. please go to your scripture because we can do this all night. Mm-hmm. I know. He's just he's good. He's good like that. Now, your the scripture that you are sharing with us and we're just going to read the scripture and then give a quick synopsis of how that is a, a blessing to you and how it's a blessing to
1: us. That's that uh-huh. Luke chapter 7 verse 47. All right. This has been my life verse. It's therefore I tell you her sins, which are many, are forgiven for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. Hmm. Now, this scripture, just for the context, is when Jesus comes into the house and this woman comes up and starts washing his feet with her very tears and anointing his feet with ointment. And the disciples are sitting around and the Pharisees home that he's in is thinking, if this man knew what kind of woman she was, he wouldn't Mm -hmm. even let her touch him. Mm. And Jesus perceiving, he says to them, I came into this house and you didn't wash Mm. my feet or offer me anything. This woman has not ceased to wash my feet with her own tears. I tell you this. That her sins are forgiven. Now, oh, they're so angry that this man says he can forgive sins. But listen, the thing is, is it's not that they loved him little because they didn't have sin. It's that they didn't understand how much sin they had. Oh boy. And therefore, they didn't get his forgiveness. Ooh. She, however, understood how much what her sin. real sin was. Ooh. Amen. And Honey. that having that forgiveness.
0: Amen. Watch out for the folks that sit on God Amen. and watch for the folks that run the walls. Amen. I'm saying run the wall shouting praise in him they're up you ask them to do anything for jesus they are on it they're there when the church doors open every time the church doors open they're loving on god through their service they're loving on god witnessing ministry see that right there he that he forgiven us of so much Amen. We're so grateful. And I'm one, Amen. look, I'm the woman with the alabaster box. She's not going to outdo me. I'm going to praise and worship my God. Amen. And I don't, there's, there's no big sins or little sins, y'all. It's That's all right. sin. Amen. huh? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All have. Me, me,
1: I'm the sinner Jesus died for. Amen. Thank you, Jesus you died for me. Jesus died for. Yes. Amen
0: amen hallelujah brother kareem says it's sunday here in asia and i've been mission uh i've been mission some missing probably missing some jesus you got me inspired i'm gonna play some black gospel today <laughs> any <laughs> recommendations? Uh-huh. oh brother kareem all right here now see sister sandy we got that we're gonna go and take a quick we're gonna do a praise break this is what we call praise break huh? and this right here we get us some praise break just a little bit now we run a little over guys if you can't hang all right well you know uh god bless you but we gonna get our praise on right here (laughs) come on jesus thank you lord so let's just do a little bit of praise break music hallelujah J Rhythm, Thursday night praise break. <laughs> <laughs> yes brother holland says the united tenors featuring fred hammond brother kareem hallelujah it's so much good gospel out there thank you jesus all right now i'm feeling it i'm feeling it too my brothers and sisters hallelujah You, you need Jesus. your tambourine. I need my tambourine. You do. I'm gonna play it for Jesus tomorrow. I'm just, I'm just I might do I might do it now. Don't don't make me go get it, sis. He's worthy. He is so worthy. Hallelujah. Brother, own that drum set. Yeah. He is doing it. He is playing and being uh, just just being a blessing for the Lord using those gifts. Sister Sandy, you are just a joy. You are joy. And just look, look at me now. Huh? Look at me now. (laughs) That testimony. He brings us from a mighty long way. All right. But, you know, you have you are just a wonderful woman of God, educator, uh, women's uh, Bible classes, study uh this educator and we don't even have time we're gonna have to come back there's another big part that we did not get a chance to talk about that I think is super important we mentioned it but we need some more time sister sandy with you amen oh my goodness we need some more time praise god hallelujah you are just so uh you're just an inspiration and you know the brothers and sisters in Christ we just thank God for you too today brother Kareem brother Lance hallelujah sister Reza, thank you Jesus brother Hollins you know you guys are just it, these are powerhouses that we're talking about with the names that I'm mentioning these people are on fire for, uh, for the Lord too and they are about our father's business. Are you about your father's business, guys, girls, sisters, brothers, hallelujah, pastors, bishops, apostles, evangelists? <laughs> Come on, Amen. whatever Amen. title you want to give yourself. I'm just Sister Ann. Thank you, Jesus. I love being Amen. Sister Ann, just Sister Ann. And, and, you know, let's be about our father's business in Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Sandy for blessing thank you. us today. Thank you for, thank you for having me. Hallelujah. Now, can you just go ahead and ca-
1: close us out with just a little prayer? Because we I like would. our prayer. We like to talk to our Father. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us the opportunity to share together and to uh, encourage one another in the work that you've given us to do. Pray that this testimony and Sister Anne's ministry will just go out amongst the wavelengths wherever you would send it, Lord. And may we be just moved by your Holy Spirit. May it move other people's lives, those who are searching for you, Lord, who are lost and undone and feel lonely and living in victimhood, Lord, and you can raise them out of it. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would send out your word and it will not return void as you promised. Thank you for those who've joined us today and for their prayers, Lord. And just may you always get the glory in our lives. Keep us close to you, Lord Jesus. Have mercy on us and have mercy on this country. And my brothers and sisters in Christ across the world, Lord, help us to be one in you and help us, Lord Jesus, to encourage one another in love. That's the only thing that's going to fight this wickedness that we're moving towards lord jesus let us be putty in your hands in jesus name i pray
0: amen amen what came to me is the lord the lord the lord he is awesome and mighty and wonderful Hmm. Mm. all these what sister ann's ministry whatever no it's the lord Hallelujah amen. uh sister uh Sandy what she does her her ministry whatever we, we want to the no the Lord amen I amen. hear I hear him the Lord Hallelujah y'all be blessed be blessed walk in and have victory in the Lord amen thank you Jesus amen. Praise God for each and every one. And you know, you just keep holding on. And uh, you know, we'll we'll hang in there. The Lord says the same. We'll be back. We'll be back, Lord says the same. But but if we don't come back here, huh? I'll see you in heaven. I'll Amen. see you in heaven. Praise God. Praise God. You take care. We'll see you later.